It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. My number one pick across the entire MLB with the most swag. Wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 22. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, I've got to say... I've got a lot more free time on my hands now that I'm not following a, a World Series championship run. Oh, yeah? What kind of free time? I got loads of free time. I'm doing all sorts of stuff. It's great. Yeah. Although, although I did, I will say I did get a little distracted by the Red Sox once again tonight. Wasn't planning on tuning in for any of these defensive awards, but I saw the greatest player in baseball right now, Mookie Betts, received one of the awards. So... This is what Whatever. I'm doing with my free time. <laughs> Whatever. You taking up yoga too? No, nah, I'm not taking up yoga. I won't. I won't you do should. that. No. That's one of those things that I can confidently say. You know how people are like, "No, never say never." That's probably one of those things that I can confidently say that will never happen. For sure, I am very much scared of farting in a yoga class full of people. That's a big time risk. That's a big, big time risk. I'm all all into stretching. I like, I'm it's good, good for your health. Good for your lower back, especially us old guys. Yeah. But I'm not into this like doggy style, downward dog. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever, (laughs) whatever, whatever that is. I don't want to hang out with goats. Yeah. Come on. What, what is that about? Just, I don't know, man. We're in a world of hippies that like, goats i don't want to hang out with a goat i think we were born into the wrong wrong time period i think so get off my lawn but <laughs> basically hey we're getting we're getting better at that though you got it you got to admit we're getting a little better and hopefully people agree i guess so but uh speaking of free time what have you been what have you been doing with your off season uh i golfed this morning very nice um not very well but they say that a bad day on a golf course is better than any the day, day, the day that not I had on the golf my, course. The day that I had my office. Yeah, exactly. Um, had a little Bloody Mary action going on the front nine, so that was good. It was an, it was an early round. Very nice. Yeah. Um, what, about that, any sh- what about any shows? you into any shows right now? Um, I, am, I think I'm going to start, and it sounds weird like start because everyone has been either seen it or thinks I'm crazy, but I think I'm going to start sons of anarchy. I don't think you're crazy. Cause I haven't seen it either. So I, I've, I've heard it's good. Um, but like I'm a big show guy, so I've knocked out like a lot of shows. 
And I don't like the onesie twosie seasons where I crush it in like two or three days. Yeah. I'm looking I'm looking for the long haul where I can get like three months committed to this show being fat, lazy, in sweats, avoiding text messages and ignoring people because of my show. There you go. I actually yeah. just started uh tonight actually. Um the man in the high castle what's that one about so it's that it's like the utopian type storyline where it's it's i mean i'm just going off of what i've what i've heard and what i've seen in the first episode because i actually started like i said tonight um but it's basically a storyline that's like if if like Japan and Germany had won the war, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and they just right. like, and America is like under control of both of those those entities, and it's like, yeah, it's actually really interesting. Though, like the first episode, which I would imagine that's how it has to be for a show like that. Like they got to hook you on the first episode, but it was for it sure. was it was pretty good. So I'm I'm pumped to. How many seasons? I honestly don't even know. I didn't because it's on it's on Amazon, like the Amazon Video okay. or whatever, and I like yeah. It's kind of hard. I mean, well, it's not hard to find that information, but I just wasn't even looking for it. I just saw the the thumbnail and clicked it and just started watching yeah. it. Hopefully it's not, it doesn't go by super super fast because I, I, I zoom through shows. Oh, me too. I'm one of those weirdos that like does my research before I start a show. I got to make sure, again, that it's long. I got plenty of time. That it's got a good rating. All the good stuff, like... I I am stingy about shows. I'm a big I'm a big reviews guy. More so yeah, not exactly. not even online, but just from people I'm around, people I work with. Yeah. Like if they suggest it and I'm like, eh, it seems interesting. I'll I'll check it out. That's that's usually my big go-to, time go-to route. Um so speaking of free time, again, some things have been kind of tossing back and forth as I sit at my yeah. desk at work. Um <laughs> been thinking about maybe trying to come up with a name for like our listeners, like create like a cult of some, of some sort. You oh, know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think we're yeah. due for that. I mean, yeah. the, the brand's been ra- around long enough. The name's recognizable, but we need to like kind of create a, a little, like I said, a little cult for our people. I like it. I like that. Let's, let's reach out to the people. Well, I, had, I, I, I was thinking maybe like linking it to kind of the dirt to diamonds aspect of it. Maybe like dirt yeah. bags, dirt dogs, something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it, but I'm always up for suggestions. I've got nothing. Don't put me on the spot. I'm not, I'm not nothing. putting you on the spot. Just letting you know okay. what I'm doing with my free time. Now Refreshing. You always put me on the spot. I feel nah. better. <laughs> um, another thing I've been thinking about my official campaign for 2018 or yeah. rather 2019 is going to be the whole Manny, you're a bum thing. I'm going Manny, you're a bum. I'm, I'm going, well, Manny, you bum. That's, that's my, that's like my tweet. That's my comment for anything Manny Machado related. Manny, you bum. Yeah. Cause he's a yeah, bum. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I so like I'm going all in on that in 2019. I possibly, I want to make shirts. T-shirt? Yes. I was just, yeah. I was just about to say, I want to make shirts yeah. and Super hats and phone cases and all the goodies and just go all in on that. And I promise you, if he ends up on the New York Yankees, you will never hear the end of it. I, 
I will seriously mail in a strongly worded letter to Brian Cashman. Do people still mail, mail I don't, letters? I don't think Cashman really cares about anything anymore. He just he just says some of the stupidest does some of the no, stupidest no, no, things. No, 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 no. Don't talk about my GM that way. Says some guy. of the stupidest things. That's my guy. Says he doesn't have regrets about not getting sale. I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. Like, nope, that's my guy. Lying that's my guy. Teeth. Ridiculous. Whatever. Anyway, 2019, Manny, you bum. Official campaign, period. I'm in for now. Last point before we get into, into the meat of the show. The juice. Also came up with an idea today. Something along the lines that I'd like to do is uh, something along the lines of like a DTD Christmas of some sort. And maybe like give away some stuff, maybe whether it's like decals or like tees or hats, whatever, maybe even like, I don't even know. Like I, this was, this would be like the grand prize. I was thinking maybe even going as far as like getting, getting somebody like a pair of tickets or something for them and a friend for like a game early in the season that they want to catch. Wow. Just a just a thought. Christmas coming early. Yeah, Old you know, Saint Kyle. Reward our reward our listeners a little bit. They put in the work. Yeah. They they listen to these uh, these hour long episodes. <laughs> I like I like where your heads at. But uh, that's that's what I've got. That's what I've been thinking about, tossing around in my head. Um, but kind of transitioning into one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, the SeatGeek ad read, because if you're going to get tickets, granted, if you win the tickets for me and the Dirt to Diamonds Christmas, you won't have to worry about it. But if you did want to get tickets to, I don't know, a game or a concert or, or anything that requires tickets, you can save $20 instantly. And I'll tell you how. Again, it's SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticketing needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. And then once you do that, go message Nate and tell him that he doesn't remember instructions about transitioning into SeatGeek ad reads. Just give him a hard time because he doesn't, he doesn't pay attention to the things that I tell him. Nate spaced out. Yeah. You spaced out. All right. Well, it's okay. (laughs) You can redeem yourself with some, uh, this day in baseball history. What do you got? Okay. So we're rocking November 8th. Uh, first one, 1950, 50, 50 cent. Um, Walt Droppo. You heard of him? Thought you were going to say Walt Disney, but no, I haven't heard of him. Walt Droppo, Dropo. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever heard of this guy. But after leading the league with 144 RBIs, he is selected as the American League's Rookie of the Year. Nuts to do in your, in your first year. Uh, slugging first baseman who easily outpointed Yankee Southpaw Whitey Ford is the first Red Sox player to win the award. 
2004, Jason Bay, who slashed 282 with 26 home runs and 82 RBIs, becomes the first Pirates player, as well as the first Canadian, the old Maple Leaf, to win the National League Rookie of the Year award. The 26-year-old British Columbia native married his college girlfriend two days later. Or before, sorry. What a week for Jason Bay. Which is it, Nate? Is it before or after? Figure it out. Either way, it was a good week. The people need to know. Reach out to Jason to get the details. Old Bay Jason. Uh, 2010. This one's a hard one. ESPN announces John Miller and Joe Morgan will no longer do Sunday night baseball. Ending the 21-year tenure behind the mic together. Sad day. Network Executive Vice President Norby Williamson thanked the Hall of Famers for their outstanding body of work but did not name any replacements. What I can tell you now in 2018, all your replacements are garbage, trash. John Miller's the man. Joe Morgan's the man. You guys suck. ESPN sucks. Terrible. Eight years later, and you still haven't figured it out. Preach. That wraps up uh, today's date in baseball history for November Ocho. Very, very good. I feel very informed, very educated. You're welcome. Thank you, Nate. Uh, Let's move on to a little bit of team coverage. This is something, uh, I'm talking to my listeners, Uh, this is something that Nate and I have kind of talked about doing for a while to kind of fill the void of the offseason. So we're looking at at covering some teams over the course of the next few months, Uh, trying to to space it out a little bit. We're not going to dive into it every single episode. but the plan is to cover cover a few teams, kind of recap what they did in 2018, look ahead to 2019, uh, and kind of just talk about moves that need to be made, moves we would like to see made, uh, just stuff like that. So um, it worked out this time because uh, there was some, some relevant news uh, around the baseball world uh, this week with Lance McCullers uh, successfully undergoing Tommy John. Uh, which that happened on Tuesday, I believe. Um, but let's uh, let's dive into the Strohs a little bit. Let's kind of yeah. let's kind of break down their eventual season-ending series uh, at the hands of the Boston yeah, Reds, the Boston Red Sox. Always find a way to connect. Again, the I'm here to state facts. That's what we do. Yeah. So, uh, with the Houston Astros, they finished their regular season at 103 and 59, like Kyle said, uh, knocked out by the Sox in the in the uh, ALCS. Um, well, to be fair, give them some credit; they did sweep the ALDS against a very lackluster Cleveland team, which you and I both said hadn't played any competitive baseball in credit to us. like months and early credit. See how that turned out, but nobody just, wants nobody just, wants to listen to us. I just patted my back a little. You go, you can do the same. You, can you, do the same. you know what? I'm I'm gonna pat my back right now. Yeah, good call. Uh, overall, solid year, I think. Um, obviously, not the end result what they were looking for, but overall, solid. Considering they had some health health issues, um, you know, late in the season during the dog days with Correa and Altuve, 
we saw Tuve's knee kind of make headlines during the postseason and um, uh, eventually affect one of his starts uh, at second base. I think he had a DH one game. So things um, weren't exactly healthy going into the postseason, but I think they still did pretty good. Springer, again, has proved that he is a playoff stud. Um, he just shows up under the lights. Uh, good to see from a young guy that is probably going to do it for a while. Uh, I know you're not going to like this, but Alex Bregman officially has come onto the scene. <laughs> Uh, 31 home runs, 103 RBIs, hit 286. Pretty decent year. Um, and Bregman, you bum. Probably going to be around for a little bit. Um, Verlander continues to drink from the Fountain of Youth. A 19-6 and record and a 2-5-2 ERA this year. Absurd. Um, Garrett Cole is a perfect fit. Went 15-5 and with a 2-8-8 ERA. Um, I think they have a very solid core, a very young core. Uh, their average age is 28, a little over 28. Um, they're doing the right things. I think they need to add a couple pieces, but uh, they're still going to be in the hunt, I think, for now and for probably a good decade. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Would you say that the biggest question mark heading into next season is their pitching staff? I would say yes. After losing McCullers, um, some notable free agents that they will be losing uh, is Charlie Morton and Dallas Keuchel. And I'm saying losing as in they would have to re-sign them. Um, you know, I think Charlie Morton had a fantastic year. Went 15-3 and with a 3-1-3 ERA. Um, that would be my top priority of making sure that the rotation doesn't completely fall apart. He slips in as a very talented number three. Um, I would probably slide um, Colin McHugh back into the rotation. Um, was was He was pretty good in the bullpen this year. Um, well, before, think... you, before you continue, a note uh, that's – Relatively impressive, relatively noteworthy. Uh, those three guys you mentioned, Keiko, Morton, and McCullers, they all combined for 500 innings pitched in 2018. So yeah, with those guys gone, you got somewhat of a gap to fill. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think Morton um, would be my top guy. Keiko, uh, with my opinion, I think he's going to go pretty deep into the offseason. I don't think he's going to be a quick sign wherever he goes. And I think that'll play to the Astros' favor. Um, well, I've read, I, I've read a number of reports that, and, and even Astros fans, some, some rational, honest Astros fans that would admit that he's kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, declining. Oh, yeah, big um, time. And big time. so, I mean, do you think that would that would impact his – his like willingness to sign quick knowing that maybe it's better to just kind of lock something down rather than kind of play around too long throughout the winter. Something tells me, uh, whoever his agent is and whatever his mindset is, he's, he's thinking he's going to get more money and I think he's going to wait a little bit. Um, I think teams are going to throw, they're going to lowball him for a while in the beginning. Um, and then things are going to go quiet. And then I think the Astros, if they're smart, will go sign him late 
um, and get him for cheap. He's, uh, I, I'd say if McCullers didn't go down, you let him go. Now that McCullers is done for the year, go get him, bring him back, get him for cheap. Um, he can be, you know, I think uh, you'll get a hometown discount. I think it'll make some, some, uh, some fans happy. You'll save some money. Um, I think he is still in the top, in my opinion, six to seven starting pitching free agents on the market. So I still think it would be a good call. Um, another one for me, another big priority would be Marwin Gonzalez. You called this with, uh, with your, <laughs> with your, well, I'd say less talented, but maybe a little more my, realistic. My winning lineup. lineup. You can say yeah. it. You can say it. My winning lineup from, from <laughs> months ago. Yeah. Um, Marwin Gonzalez to me is a monster. He's a younger and more talented Ben Zobrist. He can fill in anywhere you need him to. We watched him slide from left to second when Tuve had the knee stuff in the postseason. He is a stud. Um, and he, perform- he performs in the offseason too. That's what is... I was going to say. I mean, he's he's got some great postseason experience. He's he's not a guy who shy, uh, you know shies away from anything. I think that would be a big resign. Me personally, as as me. I want the Yankees to go after him because I'm a big fan. But if if I'm sticking to the script and I'm saying I'm the Astros GM, that's my guy that I got to go get. Well, if you're the Yankees, where would you put him? Uh, he would play second base uh, for now while DD is out, and Gleyber Torres would play short. So then, how does that affect? Well, you don't want Machado, but if they no. were to get Machado, like you got it's can't have all all three of those guys second short and third it would not be good but you know the nice thing is that Marvin gonzalez can play a little first base too and he can step in and play some outfield too so i either way whatever but i think the astros need to go get him back bring him back he's a perfect intricate piece to what they're trying to do there um Another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw you off guard a little bit. I know that there's been rumors about it, but I think Nelson Cruz would be a perfect sign for them. I did see that. I saw that they're one of the teams yeah. kind of on his tracks a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, you let Evan Gaddis take a walk. I don't bring him back at all, um, but I go get a true DH. That well, they didn't extend an offer, a uh, qualifying offer to Gaddis, right? I think. I don't think I don't think they, they extended one to Morton, Marwin, or Evan. I think they have until tomorrow. Don't they have until Friday? Or uh, 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 I thought I that was like to, for listeners two days from now for us. I thought that was to decide, like if you've already received one. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. How I didn't dive that. into it all that much, but I mm. I think as of now he hasn't he hasn't been extended an offer. Yeah, I think you let him walk. Um, he's he's just a uh, to me. If if you're going to designate yourself as a designated hitter, if you're going to categorize yourself as that, where you're almost somewhat of a liability behind the plate, you can't really do anything in the outfield. You need to be a just monster with the bat, and he's not. But someone who is is Nelson Cruz, and perfect ballpark for him. Um, 
you know, I, I think he would do wonders there. That I would think, be a big sign. I think he's a he'd be a perfect fit for that, like with the whole like boomstick power type player that yeah. he is, because yeah. we've seen that when when Minute Maid is like filled and something big happens, that place just comes unglued and I feel like we could if if he were to sign there and they were to make a deep run in the playoffs, we could see him at the center of a few electric moments big time in that stadium. Yeah, I think that would be a good sign. Um, and lastly, for me, two uh, guys that I would either go for one of or both of them uh, would be Adam Adovino or Andrew Miller. Um, I think it would sure up the the relieving uh, roles back there. I think you know it would. Uh, you wouldn't. The reason you can go a little bit older and a little bit experienced guys with those roles. It's because your starting rotation is so so good, and uh, they're not going to be overused throughout the season. Um, I think it it could do wonders for them of getting a couple lockdown one inning guys uh, that would shine in the postseason. Well, let me ask you this: I've I've seen some some names thrown out there similar to like Nelson Cruz in, in that regard of people saying, Oh, this might be a good fit. Do you think, and I know that we ragged on him all year. How do you feel about Sonny Gray being one of the guys to fill one of those starting spots? Because I know I will admit as much as, like I said, as much as I ragged on him, I completely recognize and understand how, some guys just aren't built for the New York market. And yeah. I, I totally understand that because just similar to Boston and, and those other, and, and, and the other big markets, you sometimes you just can't hang like those, those fans in, in organizations are ruthless. Like they don't ruthless. want anything except winning. Yeah. And no patience. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, we've seen them obviously pitch well elsewhere, but do you think he'd be a fit here? I don't know, and that's kind of going with, like, I don't know if he is either uh, a struggle in just New York or in any type of spotlight at all. When he that's, was with the A's, the A's, the A's weren't great. When he was there, they weren't, they weren't great. They, they weren't what they were last year, um, or I should say this year, whatever. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's the New York shine or any type of spotlight. Well, let me ask you this: know. Do you think do you think the spotlight that is has since transitioned to Houston in the last couple of years? Do you think that would be? I think it'd be too much for him personally. Well, well, do you think it would be negated in any sense by the fact that he would be back in his in his old division, pitching against guys he's he's seen before, he's familiar with ballparks he's familiar with? Do you think that would have any impact on that at all, or do you think the spotlight in Houston is just too bright? I think it's still too bright. There's still there's building pressure with Houston, especially after this the way this this year ended. Yeah, there's I'm, building I'm pressure, good. especially with that core. He is, um, and I I honestly I'm not a I'm I'm not really too in depth with how the Astros farm system is, um, but the Yankees are going to ask for at least something. Well, you know what I mean. I actually have that here. I did a little research. Um, the 
uh, Astros, I think it was Baseball America. I can't, I honestly can't remember where I saw this, but their organizational standing is number two behind a team that we could probably guess if, if we had to, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Um, which obviously wow. their farm system is just incredible. As I've mentioned on here before, being able to watch these guys right down the road in Durham, um, just so much talent coming out of there. And as we, you and I've talked about as well, their coaching staff, like they're just throwing out managers left and right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their Astros are number two organizationally. Um, Interesting. So, they, so maybe it could work. Some, yeah. It they've got work. some things to work with. It could work. I think, um, I think it could work knowing that if he goes there, they, he wouldn't have the pressure of having to be a number three. He could be a number five there. Yeah. He could be four or five and just kind of hold up the back end. And, and it, there wouldn't be the overwhelming pressure of being a two or a three. And that's kind of what New York expected. And he obviously didn't get it done. Yeah, and it might be but a thing. Like, it might be a thing where if he pitches well enough as a five, he, it might work him work his way up the the staff a little bit. Maybe be a four or three, depending upon how things shake out with the rest of the staff. But yeah, we'll also see. Well, I mean, he he likes to hang curveballs, so that's not a ballpark you can hang pitches up. Yeah, just ask the Boston Red Sox. Um, speaking of Boston Red Sox, always uh, Alex Bregman. Just a little side note, I. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention his latest stunt. Launches a YouTube channel, which I don't know why this is even news, but it's I saw it all over Twitter. I don't know why it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but he's basically just letting people in on his life. And, you know, he's – he. so I've heard he's been known for posting pregame film work on his Instagram story, if, if that's – if my memory serves me correctly. I don't know what happened with that. I don't know – what the team that he was taunting with, I don't know what they ended up doing to his team, the Houston Astros. I, I don't, I, I haven't been following baseball that much the past couple of months. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know how the rest of the postseason played out, but your will, majors, your majors, really shining right now. I will. Or did you major or minor in sarcasm? I will say that Alex Bregman. I hats off to you, man. Like you go, you, you launched that YouTube channel. You let people in <laughs> on your life. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. That takes a set. Good for you. All right. Moving uh, on to. No, nope, not doing. moving on. Not moving no? on. One, qu- more? one question. Okay. Kind of wrapping up this whole Houston deal. Okay. Hot take prediction for 2019 because, and I ask you this because 2017 we saw them in the World Series. Obviously got the yeah. win. Last year, ALCS. In 2019, yeah. do we see them end their season in the ALDS given the question marks surrounding their pitching staff? Uh, yeah, I don't think they go back to the championship series. I, I don't see Verlander having um, the year he had again. I think I think stuff starts to fade. I don't know about Garrett Cole. I don't know if that was a fluke or not. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see them going back that far. They have a good core. Um, it, it really depends on their off season. If they make just a couple tweaks and smart moves, maybe. But I think I mean the AL is just getting crazy strong. 
Yeah, it's quite the downward trend. The World Series ALCS potential ALDS exit. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We shall that's, see. That's kind of my thought. But as I always say, time will tell. Um, speaking of time, time will tell in regards to whether or not uh, Bryce Harper will end up in St. Louis. That's been a yeah. big. That's been a big rumor spinning around the baseball world. Interesting. And, uh, sort of conveniently, that's the team we're going to cover today. Yeah. St. Louis Cards. Um, so if you guys couldn't tell, uh, our structure is going to be one AL team and one NL team. So we're giving you a little NL love for you pitcher hitting lovers out there. A little um, Cardinal love. I don't feel like we gave the Cardinals much love this year. I mean, we touched on Matt Carpenter a little bit there when he got yeah. hot, but... I think it's time we give the Cardinals a little little respect. I'm not giving them too much love. Honestly, their roster is too talented um, to finish third in that division. I do like the new manager. I do like uh, what he's you know was able to do with the team and turn them around a little bit. But the truth is that it's on the roster for for them being in that position in the first place. That never should have happened. But I do like what he. Uh, do, does and can do. Um, I think him starting the year as as the as the manager and um, going through spring training together, it's going to help them build an identity. Um, speaking of Matt Carpenter, he had a pretty good year uh, with 36 home runs and 81 RBIs, but the salsa eventually ran out, um, and he really slumped like the last three weeks of the season. Um, finishing slashing 257, 374, which isn't bad, but 523 had 158 strikeouts. Um, sorry, man, that it was fun for a little bit, but uh, you didn't keep that rolling. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, less than stellar year, um, 23 home runs, 88 RBIs. Not exactly what the Cardinals had in mind when they uh, when they moved made the move to bring him in. Uh, he did hit 280, but uh, you know, other than that, just not exactly what they were hoping for. This is the killer, though. Starting pitching was rough, really bad. The only bright spot in my mind was this Miles Mikolos kid. Uh, Mikolas uh, went 18 and four with a 2.83 ERA. And through just over 200 innings. Good work, Miles. Great year. Hope you keep that up. Because the rest of your rotation sucks. Um, and it needs to be addressed. Well, let me ask you this. I already mentioned his name. Do you think... Uh, do you think their lack of pitching could be maybe kind of canceled out a little bit if they brought in a big big name like Bryce Harper? So, uh, to me, if you don't either get Harper or Machado, this is going to be a failed offseason. Well, I can tell you right now, the fan base in St. Louis would boycott the season if Manny Machado ended up in St. Louis. That team, that fan base, that organization is way, way too traditional yeah, they don't to bring in yes. a guy like Machado, and 
And you you might say the same thing for the Yankees, but the Yankees are New York's a huge market, and as we've talked about, that's a big spotlight. They're willing to put up with stuff like that, even though they're a very traditional with a, a very traditional organization with a obviously a rich history. But mm-hmm. St. Louis, that's like what they're known for, just being yeah. like very very traditional, you. and their fan base would not go for that. So there you go. It leaves it down to Bryce Harper. If you don't get him, it's a failed offseason. If you let him become a Cub, you failed. Bad offseason. Um, yeah, I mean, I think going along with, with the help or, I, say, I guess, shadowing the, the starting rotation needs, uh, the based off the size of the free agent class, I have a couple guys that I think could fill in um, that could help. Um, one of which is Gio Gonzalez. Um, I think he, I think he could fit into this rotation and provide some some experience, some veteran you know presence. Um, I think it could it, he could eat up some innings throughout the year. Uh, Giovanni Gallardo is another one. They're both in their early thirties, so I think you could you could get them for pretty cheap if you do manage to pull off Bryce Harper. I think you'll still have enough money to get those two guys. Um, and uh, as far as uh, more on the pitching staff goes, Adam Warren. I'm a big fan of Adam Warren. Another guy that they could get for cheap who just you know, eats up innings for breakfast um, and is awesome during the season, really helps your rotation out really helps save your bullpen for the most part. Um, he's another guy that I think could be a cheap sign for them. Well, I've also seen kind of two guys who've already mentioned in the show, uh, Patrick Corbin and Dallas Keuchel, seen their names yeah. thrown around St. Louis. I think they'd be, they'd I be could de- see Keuchel there. decent fits. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think you and I can both agree that Corbin is going to be a Yankee by 2019, but yeah, his, his family's from upstate New York. He, he grew up a Yankees fan. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Keuchel that'd be a good fit for him if he doesn't. Obviously, if he doesn't go back to Houston. Yeah. Um, here's a here's one signing that may be a little a little splashy, a little a little cannonball-y. Uh Cody Allen. I think if you sign Cody Allen, you allow him to kind of mentor this Jordan Hicks kid who throws like 115. Um, Cody Allen allows, you know, it gives him that, that, uh, you know, veteran presence that can step in and, and maybe close a couple games if Hicks goes through some hiccups, but he can be your setup guy too. And um, I think if he understands that his, uh, if his closing days may be over and he can just, you can, you can still get talent out of him. And you can let him be the mentor for Jordan Hicks. What do you think of that? What I think is I find it very interesting that you're very focused on the pitching side of things for these teams. Right. I am I I could be a GM. I could do it. Well I don't know about holding a budget or well, I mean you didn't financially you didn't, you didn't select Marwin Gonzalez in your free agent draft and look how that turned out <laughs> for you. So I've learned things. I've learned things. Um another name I've seen around or I've seen thrown around with the Cardinals, Josh Donaldson. Kind of a low yeah, low, low cost, low risk type guy. I see that. I don't like it though. 
Well, I don't like it. In my opinion, Matt Carpenter can no longer be a first baseman. This it's not working. Why do I just put him back like, at third? I don't know his actual size. Why do I just feel like he's so small? Because he's like six. He's like six foot six one. Like he's not big. He just seems like even shorter than that when I watch him play first. I just feel like it was because no first baseman is that small. He he doesn't belong over there. Get him out of there. Get a true first baseman. Slide Matt Carpenter back over to third. Well, uh, I don't really like Donaldson. Apparently, Donaldson to St. Louis. Apparently, that's his likely destination, and that's what these these big time reports are saying. So they might have to keep him over at first, so they can make this whole Donaldson thing fit. I think Donaldson needs to stay in the AL. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that wraps up our, our two teams, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Two team two team Thursdays. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm good with names. Um, I like that. Two team Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh moving on to a little little segment that, that you've uh created so i'll let you kind of continue continue on so, into our third segment we are going to do a nice little debate on best and worst throughout the entire off season maybe longer and we're going to choose a new topic on thursdays right this will be our thursday yep. thing just thursdays each week we're going to choose a new topic this week our inaugural Best worst voting has gone on swag. Best and worst swag in the MLB. And we're not talking about we're not talking about how a player carries themselves. We're not talking about any of that stuff. We're talking yeah, so let's, strictly. Let's make that very clear so we don't have strictly to... appearance, people. That's it. Just appearance. Let's make yes, let's let's emphasize that so I don't have to deal with all the tweets after the show because <laughs> You don't have to deal with these kinds of things. I have to deal with all the comments, and then I have to, like on Instagram, I have to tag you so you can be made aware of all the things that people are saying because I'm the one that has to to initially no, I like it. through all these things. Because people just comment, and they're like, who's Nate? <laughs> they don't know. So uh, sneaky. how do you want to do this? We didn't even really talk about you want how to trade off to approach it. Let's, yeah, we can do that. We can, let's trade this off. Do you let's, want to start with start best with or worst. worst? Okay. Worst. All right. My first guy, we already mentioned him earlier in the show. Worst swag, Evan Gaddis. No. No swag, that's, dude. That's fair. No swag. No armbands. You're definitely not wearing an undershirt. You probably have a sweater. I think that beard just continues down <laughs> into this sweater underneath your jersey. You have no sleeves. You have no batting gloves. You have no tape. You have no necklace. Well, the thing you is, have is no swag. the guy just the guy rakes, man. He can put a freaking ball eight hundred feet out into the street. <laughs> no swag. I will say though, he doesn't. Appearance. He does. That, that's fair. Stick to the standards. He doesn't. Well, I will say he doesn't rake as much as my worst swag selection. I don't really that's have fair. these in any necessary in necessarily in any order. Um, but I'm going to start off with Daniel Murphy. <laughs> like, oh. The guy, 
like I yeah. said, the guy can hit a baseball better than anybody, but there's just something about it. I don't know what it is. It's maybe it's just the no sleeves, no wristbands, straight batting gloves, no like yeah. no three quarter shirt, just go straight jersey and maybe an undershirt. Yeah. But it's yeah, I don't know. It's just I hear you. really questionable. I don't know if he's if he's changed that since he's gone to Chicago because yeah. like I like I've been or like I've mentioned here before. Uh, back when I was home in DC, like around DC, up in Virginia, I'd go to watch him a bunch. And there, that's the way I described him. That's how I saw him. So I don't, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't able to follow him all that closely in Chicago. So I don't know if he's made some tweaks, but I don't think he has. From what I remember, just no, no swag. Always seems like he needs a haircut too. That 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 I'll let him slide on. But you gotta, you gotta. You got to do something with your arms, man, or, or something with something with your sleeves. I'm sticking to this trend because I got another guy that you're very familiar with who also does the same thing. Anthony Rendon. Oh, God, yeah. that guy drives me nuts. I was considering putting him on my list. <laughs> no swag. Dude. Well, I was also no I was also going to ask, were these all going to just be white guys? Like. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to say it, but it, in my in my selection, I was like, "Man, all all the guys I want to put on this list are white guys." Like, I like that. I like that. Who you got? Uh, number two, and I'm surprised. Maybe he's <clears throat> maybe he's your last pick, but Hunter Pence. Oh, what? how did I forget about him? <laughs> oh my god, Hunter Pence, absolutely. Zero. He's in the negatives. On the baseball swag, I don't know who dresses him, but dude, he wears his baseball nothing. pants above his knee, above his knee, and not to mention he wears like pajama pants. Man, it's like, what are you doing? He is the strangest dude in the MLB for sure. Negative swag, you owe us some swag, but. Again, kind of straying away from the from the standards here. He does. He the dude plays the game hard. Can't take that away from him. But definitely, you got hard. you got to play the game looking a little better than you do, man. Like, yeah, come on. Fantastic pick. He's definitely the goofiest like, person. And and the thing is, is he's got some guys out there that he could take tips from, man. Like Brandon Crawford, like Longoria. Swaggy. Longoria's still Swaggy. out there, right? Yeah, Longoria's got a little swag. He's got he's got more of a quiet swag, I'll say. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, and he played with uh, he played with McCutcheon there for a little while. I mean, McCutcheon's True. got some got some fire. Um, I don't understand, but it. it's, it's just stuck in, it. stuck in his ways, I guess. Um, all right, your number two, number three pick. Number three, number you're three. not gonna like it. We already talked about it. Steve Pierce. What, what are you doing with your what were those sleeves that he was Come wearing on. in the World Series? What were those? Why did they look like you were playing running back? What were you doing? What why were they like halfway rolled up? You're going to need to put this graphic with these words. What were your sleeves? What were those? They were like different colors. They weren't even like on your elbow. They were like on your forearm. They were halfway rolled up. Terrible. Negative swag. Yeah, what a what a freaking okay. what a freaking stupid World Series MVP. Yeah, like, wait, what did I say? Stick to the standards, man. I just hate him. He just wore those sleeves. Stick to and the standards. He just looked like a scrub. 
in it's his in his winning World Series MVP ways. Oh, I hate you, Steve. I'm telling you. you, stick to the standards, you bum. Yep. Um. No, I actually thought you were going to mention the fact that earlier this season, in fact, I don't, I don't remember him wearing them down the stretch because I pretty much watched every game and I don't remember seeing them. But they're in the early stages, or no, not early in the stage because. Obviously got traded or got picked up by the Sox. So they're like in the middle of the season. He started this thing where he was wearing like the logo on his eye black. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have like the, <laughs> the eye black strips. And I I hate I hate tweeting negatively about the Red Sox, but I, I did put a tweet out with a picture of him like what are we like this isn't cheerleading, dude. Like what are what are we doing? You gotta take these uh, off. Solidifying my picks. I love it. Yeah, I might go back in when I edit this episode and cut that out, <laughs> but because um, I don't, I don't allow slander of of my team on this on this episode or on this show <laughs> rather. Yeah. Um, my final pick, and I'm hoping that you can objectively look at this and see kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, David Robertson, reliever for the Yankees. Oh, are you wow. envisioning it? Can you see it? I know. I don't zero, understand it. Zero. Don't understand what? The lack of swag or my my opinion on this? I don't understand your opinion on this. Are you kidding me? This guy is a bum. Like he, What? He what? Oh my. There's just something about it. I don't know what it is. This is probably like my least qualified of the 3, but I still feel yeah. very strongly about it because there's just something about him. The guy wears his pants, not as high as Pence, but I feel like he wears his pants very high. His calves are very oddly defined, which they're huge. <laughs> th- yes, it's very strange. And if okay, so 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 picture this: say, say he's got his back turned to you, where you can see his number on the back of his, on the back of his jersey, and you you look down to where kind of his ankles are. You know that I don't even know what the technical name of it is, but like where you're, the back side of your ankle there, like where that where the tendon is. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? So it's like below your calves. Go back and look at any picture or video of him pitching. Dude, I'm telling you, it is like as thin as a twig. Whatever the part of that like ankle or like below his calf, there's no meat there. And it just Maybe looks, it looks very, very unhealthy and very dangerous. I, I'm concerned for his health. And Maybe he's got calf implants. I just... I, I still don't understand it because how do you choose a reliever? Like obviously relievers don't have swag. Uh I disagree. Are you gonna tell me that freaking Craig Kimbrell doesn't have a little swag to him? He's got a little sag in the pants. Not not trashy sag, but he's got a he's little got bit a trashy beard. Alright, we're getting off topic. He's got here. a World Series beard. That's what he's got. Um You wanna you wanna get us with uh with the first guy on the best swag? I guess. I hate when you cut me off like this. Well, Hey, trying to stick to the to the clock here. That's all. Uh, we don't have a clock. Um, <laughs> I'll lead us off here. No, I I went. I just went with my last guy. You go. You lead us off with best. All right, fine. Um, I tried to mix in a pitcher just to just to throw a little bone. How can you them. How can you pick a pitcher? No, I said reliever. Like, this is a starter. Uh, how does that even? No, no. Like what? Nope. nope. Misquoting. I am Miss Marcus Marcus Stroman. That's good. That's a good pick. A lot that's, of a, swag. that's a Duke boy. A lot of swag he pitched, with Marcus. Pitched Stroman. right down the street. 
what he's always looking clean. The blue glove chain is popped. He looks he's probably the swaggiest pitcher I can think of. Where's number six? That's bold. Yeah, the single digit. He's he's swaggy. You have to be really good to wear a single digit as a pitcher. Yeah. Don't don't think he's at that level yet, but I mean he's good. He's wasting away in Toronto. That's true. He's good, but he his numbers aren't as good as people make him out to be. Um good pick. Good pick. It. Didn't didn't think about that one. Um mm-hmm. hmm. I'm gonna save the best for last. Okay. Um so yeah, actually this one I'll go in, in order from I don't even know what you call it, bottom to top. My third selection, Francisco Lindor. Ooh, I'm a yep, big, I thought about him. I'm a big time fan of the stirrups. the pant well stirrups, but yeah, but just pants up in general, like big time. Yeah. And you you'd be hard pressed to find a guy who rocks the the high pants stirrups look better than he does. Like, yeah. He, and the other thing about his stirrups, he rocks those like nine inch cut stirrups, the ones that yeah, like ones. that show all of the white sock that you wear underneath. Not these yeah. like little pansy ankle uh-uh. stirrups. He goes all out. Um, yeah. And uh, if I recall, he's a he's a big one arm sleeve guy. He doesn't. He doesn't like going two sleeves a lot. He he like yeah. I can't remember his glove arm or glove hand or uh, throwing hand or like with the sleeve. I can't remember which one, but um, whatever arm he doesn't go the sleeve on, he's he's got the wristbands. He's rocking the the shin guard when he steps up to the plate, which is always a good look. I'm always a fan of with the high pants. Yeah, that's just a big time combo right there. Uh, so that's my number three pick. I like that. I like that. All right, um, I'm going to go with, and this is specific because he started out swagless, but it took some time. He has now gained swag. He is there living in Swag Nation. Aaron Judge. Oh, my God. Swaggy. You know it, too. You have to admit it. You have to admit the truth. You like the socks up. So he's got the socks up. Check. I will say he looks but here's, he looks here's ridiculous getting... with pants down. Just yeah, he does. not a good look. Here's where I'm getting specific was the post wrist injury. He came back with that Evo shield on the wrist. He's got the sleeve. He's got the big I'm thick. Looking, I'm looking this up right now. AJ 99 uh, sweatband. He's got the Evo shield elbow guard. The gloves are always on point. Dude's got it. He figured it out. My man is swaggy. You found a picture already, didn't you? Well, I'm trying to Next. find a picture of. Uh, Try to find like a newer one. I said. Post, I know, and if you let me finish, injury. if you let me finish, their season ended against the Boston Red Sox. So I'm trying to find oh, a boy. picture of him with like Christian Vasquez or Sandy Leone in the background. There's yeah, there's, yeah. there's a method to my madness. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. I'm. Um, eh, yeah. Yeah, eh, yeah. 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 With the sleeve, he's got the white sleeve. Well, here's the other That's thing it. too. Obviously, if I haven't made it clear already in this episode or previous episodes, hate the Yankees. But it was tricky having to con- to take into account Yankee players for both of these lists, knowing that that organization is known for kind of like cutting back as much as possible on kind of yeah. the swag appearance yeah. aspect of it. So, yeah. I mean, what these guys are able to pull off and like kind of what their 
quote unquote allowed to pull off. Mm-hmm. Like they, you have to kind of give them a little handicap there with it. So I, I think I can respect your, your decision here with Aaron. Church. Much appreciated. Thank you. Um, second, my second pick here, not my best, my second, a lot of people are not going to like this because they don't like him. And I feel like you might know where I'm going with this. We've already mentioned yep. his name, Bryce Harper. Ah, there's so my last one. <laughs> there is one single reason aside from the, the hair, the flow he's got or he's got had the lettuce. Least, yeah. Um, the one thing that he did this year, which I thought was just a total like gangster move. I've never seen, well, can't say I've never seen it, but it, I don't remember seeing it all that often was the stirrups underneath the, the low pants. Yeah. Like who does, that's like a gangster move, man. That's like, yeah, I might go old school. I might go Mickey Mantle, put a ball 600 feet out into the street. I might not. What of it? Like, I don't know. I'm going to keep you, keep you on the edge of your seat. That's a big time move. And he's, he's standing in the box and he's got like the, the wrist guard in the back pocket. You know yeah, what I'm like saying? that's like, just well. I'm not a huge fan of the wrist guards, but at the plate, it it adds a nice little touch. It's a little touch. Or not not wrist, not wrist guards. The uh the little oven mitt things. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But um, you ask, you ask the first base coach. Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna hold this myself in my back pocket. The swag level is always there. He's always creative each year. Yeah, he's and he's I, at maximum swag. And I will say as made very clear in the postseason with the whole Luke Voigt unbuttoning the top like 16 mm-hmm. buttons of his jersey. Yeah, grown man um, status. <clears throat> no, not with the New York Yankees organization. That doesn't fly. Yep. yep. No, we're Mickey cool Mantle, Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, they're all rolling over in the graves right now. Nope, um, we're cool with it. I'm okay with it with Bryce Harper, though, because the Nationals, eh, big deal. New York, no. we're not. That's that's not flying in, in, in the Bronx, sorry. Um, Bryce Harper though pulls it off. He's got the top button loose. It's a good look for him. Not all guys can pull it look. off, but it's a good look for him. So that's my number yeah. two pick. That was my number one. That was my number one. So you gotta you gotta double up here. Show me. Oh, show me what's up, baby. I've been waiting for this. Ooh, and I'm not even upset. I'm I'm ready for the the criticism and the ridicule that I'm gonna get for this. My number one. You ready? I don't think I can have a guess. I don't think you're ready for this. I can have a guess. If you can have a guess, then that just further validates my point because you know what I'm going to say, which means you know that it's true. My number one pick across the entire MLB with the most swag and a brand new father. Wrong. You're so wrong. Mookie. This is not the top best. No. Mookie Betts, nope. gold chain, MVP nope. status, nope. all red Air Jordan spikes. Nope. Oh my God! When they wear, Nate, just just let let me let me dive into this. Just just humor me. When the Boston Red Sox wear their Friday Reds, and Mookie Betts is wearing the all red spikes. With the red 50 jersey on his back. I just want to cry. Mookie Betts. Nope. Un. 
believable. Nope. Not to mention, wears the lucky baseball bat necklace around his neck, which helps him hit better than anybody in the league. Nope. Mookie Betts. Marcus Lynn Betts. MLB. The best. Well, that about wraps it up for what we talked about. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, I'm ready for the ready for the criticism. I know I'm going to get called a bunch of names. I'm okay with that. It's not your all show. Yeah. It's our show. Truth. Truth. But we do want you to let us know if we left people off the list. Absolutely. Although, I think they're a pretty solid list, I will say. I'm a fan. I think we nailed the the no swag list pretty well. I think, like you said before, we hopped on. We were talking before. That was that was a tough list to come up with, but I think we did pretty well between the two of us. That one was tough. Yeah, I think I think we made it work. Yeah. I think I think we've been around the game long enough to recognize swag and no swag. More importantly, no swag because that was the more difficult task. Definitely, way more difficult. But uh, yeah. And my closing remark for this particular topic, if you don't believe me, before you go to tweet me, before you go to tag at DTD Baseball in any post on any social media platform, I want you to go look up a picture of Marcus Lynn Betts wearing the Friday Reds in his all red Air Jordans. And I want you to tell me that he is not the swaggiest player in baseball. I'm not putting that in my Google search. Nate, any 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 parting thoughts for the people? This was a fun show. Any 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 not any farting thoughts. Any parting thoughts? <laughs> I don't have any farting thoughts. I do have some parting thoughts. Thursdays are awesome. This is gonna be a fun Thursday session every week, where we just let loose, and I like it. I'm excited. Off season's gonna be great. Yeah, we'll we'll get you all through it. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be spring training before you know it. I've got the countdown on my whiteboard at work. At the time of this recording, where it's 98 days until pitchers and catchers report. So by the time you're hearing this, it'll be 97 if my math serves me correctly. <laughs> um, and then days until the World Series. Boston and Atlanta, we are 348 days away from game one at the time of this recording, and we will be 347 by the time you hear this. So uh, we're moving right along. It'll be slow off season, but it'll be a fun off season. Uh, anything else, Nate? Um, I'm hungry. You're always hungry. Why, yeah. why is that always your parting thought on here? I think people at this point can assume that you're just hungry. Like give 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 some give the people something else to No, no, that has to be my parting thought from here on out. What is this like your your signature like exit off the show now? Like is this your thing? That's Nate signing off. He's hungry. All right. Well then that means thanks. You're really leaving the ball in my court. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to come up with something creative before I go to the outro. Uh well, I don't have any parting thoughts. Um, 
that I can think of. Um, got a Red Sox hoodie on the way in the mail. No. I got the front page of the Boston Globe from the game clinching or the World Series clinching win. No. Uh, that's hanging up on my wall. Um, so that's about it. That's all I got. Um, looking forward to, to next episode. Uh, but until then, nope, that's not the start of the outro. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. I think we said, what did we say? Mondays and Thursdays? Mondays and Thursdays. We will catch back up with you guys then. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Uh, Nate? Yeah? How many... Um, I, I got a question for you. How many... Yeah. How many... Uh, how many... Uh, how many stars? What are they called? How many what are they called? How many stars? Stars. How many... No, here, here's another way of saying it. How many Mookie bets should they leave? How many stars? No. How many How many Mookie bets should they leave? No. Uh-uh. I don't like that. I'm not answering that. Well, then you're costing us You're costing mm. us big-time attention because now people aren't well, going to leave a rating and review, thanks to you. Well, I would say in, in my uh, recent activities today, I'm going to say use your old five iron stars. Five iron my five iron did well for me today. I will bring it back next you're, time. You're eventually going to run out of out of five things. Last last that was episode, a late push. It was, it, it was a late was push. It? I didn't think about it for a while. It was, was it? Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. yeah, we had Mambo number five before that. That was so a we're going to keep. That was a good we're going to keep it rolling. All right. Uh, also, as I've mentioned in the last few episodes, be sure to check out the new and improved shop with brand new podcast merch. You got shirts, you got hoodies, you got crewnecks, you got phone cases, and you got more. So hop on over to shop.dtdbaseball.com after you leave the rating and review, of course, and pick up some gear right now. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then... Stay filthy. What time did it take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see!